2: to
3: play ball. and put in your earplugs, put
0: on your eye shade, you know where to put the cork.
1: Gonna take it. Nothing gonna on this show is a recommendation to buy or sell securities while stocks and the stock market will be discussed on this program. check with your financial advisor or a professional before investing. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show, coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group studios on Main Street. Today we have Adarsh Meshru, Mike Johnson, Philip Sexton, and Tom Dupree with us. It's a full house, and here's our host, Tom Dupree.
4: Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show today. Um, you guys, the market's been pulling back a little bit uh, here lately. Um, it, it seems like you know, we're, we're kind of – we've got these uh, technology earnings that came through, and it just hasn't been able to push the market much higher. Um, your take on what's going on. So, you know, from an earnings
5: perspective, uh, data on a lot of things, not just technology, a lot of uh, financial companies have came in, you know, uh, a lot of companies came in above estimates um, you've seen a lot of beats you've seen some misses here and there uh, I think one of the things that's really started to kind of drive this week uh, is kind of fundamental repricing but from that standpoint you know Congress is is in the middle of a trying to put forth another stimulus package you know this tonight at midnight the uh unemployment the extra six hundred dollars a week goes away uh you know so you're you're looking at you know what what does that do to people that are getting that check right now uh you know what if if congress can't agree by the end of next week then you're looking into september
4: meanwhile that's all going on the tab borrowed money Oh,
5: oh yes correct you know i i completely agree with that but you know when when the market is trying to price in what the seventy seventy percent of our g d p is made up of the consumer you know when you take away the money that they can spend and and re, you know refit what their budget looks like well that that changes the whole future of the game right now and and that's what the the market's trying to reprice what what what's going on with negotiations right now
4: yeah and when you say reprice What do you mean by that i mean trying to refigure what a stock or a security is worth in the light of these developments exactly so you know from a from a bank
5: perspective you know if if you're looking at okay this is what i think that their default rate's going to be on credit cards or on mortgages or things like that based on people receiving a thousand dollars a week unemployment and you know the thing, and and their mortgage forbearance is in place. Eviction notices. You know you can't evict anybody, but now you were maybe you were banking on there was a good shot that that's going to get extended. Well, now yeah. you're looking at hmm, it might not get extended. So now you're saying, all right, well now I have to price in potentially higher default rates, potentially you know more evictions, more things like that from landlords. Uh, you know, it, so the market is trying to tread a little more cautiously right now in my opinion you know and also on top of you look at maybe certain consumer staples things like that you know you you have to see what what consumption is going to look like moving forward
2: yeah. I, I would agree with uh what philip said um, you know when you look at uh the situation on the ground there's there's absolutely no doubt that there are multiple uh industries which have been severely impacted uh so when you look at uh, sectors which have been uh doing well and sectors which have been driving this uh recovery uh, it's it's primarily tech uh, and a few uh, areas of healthcare. care uh, but apart from that other sectors whether it be travel financials uh, industrials uh, these are sectors which uh, We saw a rally initially uh, from March, which was predicated upon some sort of a return to normalcy, uh, plus uh, the amount of stimulus that was put in, which was, you know, going to uh, help consumers uh, over, say, three, four months. And now we are at a spot where uh, things have not quite returned to normal. In fact, you know, they've shut down a few uh, business establishment in different states. Even right here, they've shut down a few places again. On top of that, there's uncertainty about how the consumer will uh, respond uh, in the absence of, you know, well, in some cases, they're just not able to uh, go out and get jobs, especially if you're in the service industry. Uh, But uh, now there's the added uncertainty of whether they'll have the same, uh, you know, uh, stimulus payments that uh, they were getting here over the last three months.
4: So this article, um, U.S. economy contracted
2: at record rate
4: last quarter. Jobless claims rise to 1.43 million. The economy contracted at a record rate last quarter and July setbacks for the jobs market added to signs of a slowing recovery as the country faces a summer surge in coronavirus infections. The Commerce Department said, U.S. gross domestic product, the value of all goods and services across the economy fell at a seasonally and inflation adjusted 32.9 percent annual rate in a second quarter or a nine and a half percent drop compared with the prior quarter. So, I mean, that's that's the biggest blowout down number that there's ever been.
2: It's the highest since uh, the Great Depression in the last 70 years. So it was uh, pretty bad then, but worse than the financial crisis, obviously, and uh, worse than anything that we've seen uh, here recently. Uh, And this is after the fact that there was so much stimulus put into it. Now, granted, some of that we'll probably see in the next quarter's GDP, where Consumption uh, and consumer spending in certain areas still remains strong because of the stimulus, but uh, it hasn't prevented you know the sort of drop that we uh, we saw in the GDP. Well,
5: when you're looking at that data too, you've got to think that that data is April, May, and June. You know, we technically weren't allowed back in this office till what the second week of May, something like that. From you know the the so we were
4: in here illegally.
5: <laughs> just kidding. who knows but you you get what i'm <laughs> not saying me. So the, you know if, you, if you're thinking i was of, at home 12 weeks 12 weeks worth of data and six of them over half of the economy was not allowed to do any sort of business oh uh, yeah you know so that number to a darsha's point that makes sense and you look at uh what consumption consumption numbers in june i think you saw what an increase of five or six percent in mm-hmm. june you know so you're starting to see and probably this the third quarter numbers will probably be a lot better or should be um you know but to to what we said you know earlier is that it all comes down to the stimulus measures you know
6: it was it was interesting though <clears throat> prior to the numbers coming out the market was down 220 230 points uh, the dow and after the numbers came out it wasn't Changed. I mean, you talking uh, about today? uh, No, uh, yesterday when the GDP numbers came out. um, So the the market, it it was in line with what the market was expecting. Uh, The GDP, everybody knew it was going to be horrendous. Um, And the market had priced that in. Um, And I think the third quarter, though, uh, where you're having new re-shutdowns uh, different things you so you in the in the june period you started to see it kind of level off come mm-hmm. back down some at the end of june so that'll offset some of that increase that we were seeing towards the end of june
5: i think on top of that too what you're also seeing you know, and, and <laughs> i've been to a couple stores recently that i mean the shelves are kind of barren and not just not just like grocery stores just retail in general where there's so much uncertainty right now um you know i've I've looked at a couple toy companies hasbro and mattel you know the sales off of the shelves of walmart with the stimulus money you know sales off the shelves were increased but sales at the hasbro and mattel level have actually been down for the first six months of the year because what you're seeing is is these retailers they're just not rebuilding their inventory right now because there's so much uncertainty so you, you could go in Walmart, Target, any of these, and there's just empty spots.
1: You know when you talk shopping, I've got to jump in. Jump in. Anytime <laughs> you talk about retail and the consumer. Uh, one of the things that I did here uh, at Trader Joe's, for example, is they said that they had a, a stockpile in their warehouses when all of this first started. They've now run through all of their stockpiles. This was about three weeks ago and so they were starting to see big gaps in their shelves and trader joe's is known for stocking their own Mm -hmm. um brand their own label they had uh for example olives from what's that brand name mount olive i don't remember what it's it's a
5: you know i don't eat olives i well (laughs) and i obviously don't a
1: whole lot but i was shopping for them that day anyway they had uh, label that you would find at Kroger's, which you never see at Trader Joe's, but they had to partner with that group because they were out of their yeah. own brand. So I think, and we've got some, some doors ordered um, some, to replace uh, some French doors, and they are backlogged by six weeks because hmm. um, coronavirus hit their factory again. So there's a lot more going on than just the warehouses running through their supplies. It's also that the virus may be hitting some places and they are having to, to shut down again.
4: Yeah. It. Okay. I don't think most of us, unless we're, uh, industrial engineers, or I don't know if that's the right word. Understand the, um, The complexity and the fragility of supply chain management in the United States and probably everywhere, especially since um, so many it started with tech, but it began, began to be probably in everything just in time. Manufacturing, you know, uh, people got away from uh, having a whole bunch of stuff on the shelf and having it just when they needed it. And, you know, that was the thing they used to talk about with uh, Dell computers, how the semiconductor manufacturer owned the semiconductors as they were in the bin in the factory until... They got put in the PC, you know, in other words, Dell or any computer manufacturer never took possession of them until they used them. And you know, that style of inventory management has probably spread into everything to a certain degree where people don't want to own a bunch of inventory for a long period of time today it doesn't matter because um, financing is zero, and you can carry stuff on your books without paying any interest for it. But when that sort of delicate balance gets messed with, um, it makes it hard to to well, have the inventory to
5: to that point, Tom. I mean, our biggest our Our biggest employer one of our biggest employers in central kentucky is toyota tmmk they do just in time delivery you think of all of i mean my father-in-law drives a truck uh three days a week he goes to chicago and picks up floor mats and basically if he you know whoever's driving that route if they're not there at four o'clock or whenever it is the team leader's calling them yeah we're running out you need to be getting here pretty soon you know right. and and that's that's how toyota runs but you think of how many businesses so if toyota's outlook becomes uncertain the floor mat maker becomes uncertain uh you know i've got an uncle in law that works at a, a tool and a tool and die place in georgetown their biggest empl- uh, their biggest customer is toyota their outlook becomes uncertain you now all these businesses start to ripple off of each other when you start to affect things like that uh and I kind of wanted to touch on this, too. Uh, there was a thing in the Wall Street Journal where it talks about how coronavirus is hitting small businesses near you. And I printed out six different states. I printed out three that have been uh, very restrictive in terms of uh, shutdowns and three that have, you know, actually opened up quicker than than most other states um, and, and loosened restrictions much quicker. Yeah. Uh, So the first one is our great state of Kentucky. Uh, One of the things that uh, the statistic looks at is small businesses at risk. And it says 180,427 small businesses in Kentucky are at a high risk of having financial difficulty within the next year, according to an Oxford Information Technology, uh, which tracks roughly 32 million U.S. businesses of all sizes, uh data from credit bureaus, surveys, and government sources. That equates to fifty four point four percent of total small businesses at risk of financial difficulties over the next year. The national average is fifty four point two. You roll that into California, the number goes to two million thirty six thousand seven hundred and forty businesses or right at fifty nine percent of small business. New York, which, you know, shut down, and and it's still basically shut down, 965,323 small businesses. Now, let's go into some of the, and that's that's 56.2%. California was 59%. Now, let's go into Florida, 1,558,093 small businesses. That goes down to 49.4%. You go to Arizona, 401,768 small businesses, 46.9%. And Georgia, 510,257 small businesses, 47.1%. So on average, you're saving yourself 8 or 9%. But when you total all six states combined, that is almost 6 million small businesses. If you think of it, let's say let's say that they all employ let's just say ten people. That's about how many people are employed here. A little bit less, but let's just say on average ten people. That's sixty million jobs at risk. You think of the ten percent so it's two and a half million between Georgia, Arizona, and Florida. And let's say they saved about 10% on that, that percentage wise, two and a half million total businesses. So that's 250,000 businesses at 10 jobs. That's 2.5 million jobs that by being less stringent, they're putting at less of a risk. You're looking at, you know, what, what is the fine lines of, of, good and bad and and being safe and being careful you know what people aren't talking about are you literally between six states that's not, that's not even the rest of it you know you got Texas you got New Jersey you got all these other places you're, you're putting over half of the jobs in the United States at serious risk you're putting people out of out of their livelihoods at this point forget life you're putting them out of their livelihoods which Life goes up in smoke at that point.
4: I don't even have anything to say about it. It's just tragic. That fa- oh, All right. Let's just leave it alone. I, I'm not going to get off on Dr. Fauci. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. When you think about that, mm-hmm. it is. Go I, ahead.
6: No, Go ahead.
5: I, I, <laughs> It, it needs to be said, you know, that the, the statistics are right there yeah. as to, you know, I think a lot of decisions have been made in the past about uh, not based on statistics. Well, this is hard data right here of, of what potential job loss could be if, if you continue to push the envelope and continue to choke out business. You know, because one of two things either has to happen. You have to come in and do four times the amount of PPP loans that are forgivable loans that you, that you originally started out with, or we're going to have a serious, serious problem.
6: Well, they, they started.
5: So if you're looking at the,
6: the unemployment benefit that they're looking to cut, which I mean, honestly, that's what's keeping part that's inflating the unemployment numbers mm-hmm. it is um, but if they're not willing to do that but they're still implementing further shutdowns you've you've got you can't have both you know you, you can't not do the one and then still have the the shutdown the government imposed shutdown because the economy will stop if you don't help the business the unemployment
5: becomes permanent
6: you have to reopen it to, to stop the other.
1: All right. This has been one of the more politically correct discussions I have ever heard this crowd have, especially Tom. Holding back on the Dr. <sighs> Fauci, it's a good thing I didn't have a mic in front of my mouth at the time. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show powered by Dupree Financial Group, coming to you from the Dupree, fin- Dupree Financial Group Studios on Main Street in Lexington. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned.
0: This is what's happening. Have our election when it's scheduled November. Vote by mail. Get the latest. Most rigged election in history if that happens. We're at a cliff. Check in often. Extend unemployment benefits. You paid more being unemployed than working. With News Radio 630 WLAP.
4: Hi, this is Tom Dupree with Dupree Financial Group. Many people have 401K and 403B plans for their retirement investment accounts. In certain cases, our firm can help participants in these plans manage their investments. This can be helpful because those retirement plans often offer numerous different mutual funds as investment options, and unless the participant is an investment expert, it can be quite confusing. In this case, we put our investment expertise to work for you, the participant. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, Call Dupree Financial Group at 859 233 Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP or WLAP.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859 Every
0: year, our iHeartRadio Music Festival brings you legendary performances and once-in-a-lifetime collaborations. Wow. For our 10th anniversary this year, we've assembled the biggest names from all genres of music for an event that will go down in history. BTS, Coldplay, Kane Brown, Keith Urban, Migos, Miley Cyrus, Thomas Rhett, Usher, and more. Friday and Saturday, September 18th and 19th. Stream free on the CW app and CWTV.com and listen on iHeartRadio.
6: Due to the coronavirus, church services will not be held at Southern Hills United Methodist on Heronsburg Road. However, you can tune in to 630 WLAP Sunday morning at 830 for the church service with Pastor Jim Nichols. You can also stream the service live online at 1045 a.m. at southernhillsumc.org. The Southern Hills service is also on Facebook Sunday at 1045 a.m.
4: As we get back on the road and traffic increases, the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety is reminding you that law enforcement will be out this summer during the Blue Lights Across the Bluegrass campaign. The goal is not to write tickets, but to save lives. So do your part. Make smart choices each and every time you get behind the wheel. Obey the speed limit, drive sober, buckle up, and put your phone down. Spare yourself a ticket and possibly a life. Be safe this summer, Kentucky. This is the Kentucky News Network. Unemployment help came to an abrupt end Friday afternoon in Frankfurt.
0: While several people waited at the unemployment office in Frankfurt, they were told at the last minute that their face-to-face appointment had been canceled. The Kentucky Labor Cabinet says they had to change those appointments to phone calls because of COVID-19 concerns. The chief of staff says the office was notified Thursday night that an employee had developed symptoms related to the virus. After contact tracing was completed, seven employees are now
5: isolating but working from home. Unemployment claims have been severely backlogged in the state since the start of the pandemic.
4: Paul Miles reporting. The average cost of regular gas in Kentucky, 13 cents a gallon, below the national average. AAA says the average price across the Commonwealth is 205. I'm Will Clark. This is the Kentucky News Network.
1: Uh- in kentucky get your discount tickets today for the kentucky state fair august 20th through the 30th held at the kentucky exposition center in louisville jam out at the texas roadhouse concert series free every night with admission to the fair 11 headliners ranging from rock to retro pop and country to r&b we've got thrilling rides mouthwatering food outdoor entertainment and much more to reawaken your senses get discount admission and parking online at kystatefair.org or participating kroger locations After a natural disaster, people want to help in any way possible, but beware of scams. Hi, I'm Rihanna Smith-Hamblin with the Better Business Bureau. Never click on links to charities on unfamiliar websites or in text messages or email. These may take you to a look-alike website where you might be asked to provide personal information or may download harmful malware onto your computer. Also, don't assume charity recommendations on social media have already been vetted. Do your research first at BBB.org
0: it is another booming day across the area. It is not raining all the time on your Saturday, first day of August, by the way, but rounds of showers and thunderstorms will target the area. Some of the storms could be strong or locally severe with some damaging winds. Any storm that is out there may also produce too much rain that can cause flash flooding. Temperatures outside the storms today, 80 to 85, a leftover shower thunderstorm on Sunday with temperatures that'll top out upper 70s to low 80s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeartRadio station.
3: The Daily Zeitgeist is a podcast from the world's smartest and funniest comics and writers. It gets you caught up on the news without grinding you down.
5: There's so many, like, simultaneous threads of history that I feel like are coming together at once that I'm like, which one am I going to pick? Yeah, let's live through all the history at once.
3: It sounds
1: like a TikTok challenge. (laughs)
3: Live through all the history
1: at once challenge.
3: Twice a day, they tell you everything you need to know about American culture without crushing your soul. Listen to The Daily Zeitgeist on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-276-1640. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-276-1640. That's 800-276-1640. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-276-1640. 800-276-1640. 630 WLAP.
1: Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the hour. We've got Philip Sexton, Adarsh Mashru, and Mike Johnson joining Tom Dupree. What do you all have this half an hour, guys?
4: Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, Dollar hits for biggest monthly drop in a decade as virus fuels U.S. economy fears. The dollar extended its dramatic fall on Friday, putting it on course for its biggest monthly drop in a decade as investors fretted that a rebound in the U.S. economy would be derailed by the struggle to stem the coronavirus
2: epidemic. What say you there? So, uh, I mean, there, there are various reasons why. So when they talk about the dollar, it's always relative to something else. And usually, uh, it's relative to a basket of major currencies, your Euro, yen. Uh, so that there are various reasons why, uh, you know, the dollar has dropped. Um, One of the reasons is the response of uh, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury in that there was a lot of liquidity that was pumped in uh, in response to this crisis. And a lot of that liquidity is finding its way outside the U.S. because there are uh, assets which are deemed more attractive. So when liquidity flows out from the U.S. to another country, there's an exchange of currencies, which means that the dollar Dog gets sold. Yes, versus the currency that it's uh, the currency that the other asset is priced in. So uh, that's part of the reason. Uh, but again, I, I don't know if this necessarily means that the trend which we've seen, you know, for quite a while, which is the dollar has been strengthening, uh, and at the same time. Uh, Treasuries and interest rates have been declining. We've seen that trend, you know, for a very long time. So I don't know if that just completely negates that trend. But what we've also seen is that when the dollar weakens, you see commodities do well, you see emerging markets do well. And we've seen both of them, both of that. Uh, Gold just made a new all-time high yesterday. Uh, It crossed the high that it made in 2011. Uh, Other commodities, uh, Agricultural commodities are starting to move up in price uh, and emerging markets are doing uh, well relative to uh, U.S. markets in some cases. So uh, we've seen that happening. Uh, Now, the question is, you know, if if things start turning around again, you know, where if things start normalizing here in the U.S. economy, we could see a lot of that money come back. Come back in. Although my sense is that we are perhaps getting close to an inflection point just because the previous decade, from 2010 to 2020, has been a decade where the dollar has continuously strengthened. US uh, financial markets have done extremely well. And historically, when we've seen such a strong decade in the US when it comes to the stock market, bond market, the following decade uh, tends to be a decade where other assets perform well. So, uh,
4: we have very low yields. Money market yields are lousy. The pluses and minuses of the alternatives. So
6: you, you hold money markets or cash. If you think of an asset allocation of a portfolio, you're always going to have bonds, uh, different durations of bonds, uh, money market cash as just part of the allocation. Um, now with yields at point nothing uh, i mean the the 10-year the 10-year treasury today is at 0.536 um i mean there's just no yield um so when we're putting together an allocation for our clients you know the there's a cost to having something sit in cash um just the, it's right. a, it's an opportunity cost um and so we're we're always weighing that um you know what is the what are you giving up for what the potential return would be you know right now the potential return is optionality um and it's Typically, in the past, you know, if you go out further in duration, you know, the length of a bond or lower in quality on, on a bond fund, the, the yields are higher. But you've had, you know, the, the yields, the spread between those contracts so much, there's not much of a risk premium um, for going out further or taking on more risk. And he, an investor has to be very careful right now about chasing yield, you know, specifically in in bonds, you know, for your quote-unquote safe, your liquidity uh, portion of the portfolio, you have to be very careful uh, because there were some short-duration bond funds uh, in March that were down 12% uh, because they had um, some derivatives in there as part of that. Uh, And when that liquidity dried up, you had volatility, and so what you thought was – a liquid, uh, stable value, parking place turned out that it had a lot of volatility. So, uh, for investors, you just have to be very careful um, how you're allocating.
5: Well, portfolios I, I, portfolios. I think here at the firm, you know, that's 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 probably one of the more difficult pieces of the the asset allocation to deal with right now. I mean, uh, because what you're looking at is, is, like you said, with the tenure being so low, you know, if you want any sort of yield whatsoever on your cash position, um, you've either A, have to stretch out on maturity, which yeah. takes on significant duration risk. Right. You know, if, if if we come out of this and the Fed starts raising rates again, you're going to take it right on the chin if you're on a tenure. Right. Uh, the other thing you do is you stretch out on your credit quality. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that ain't a good idea. That's not in this market, especially with spreads the way they are, you know, because there's been so many people that have decided that's what I have to do Mm -hmm. that a spread between a, a investment grade corporate and a U.S. government bond is, I mean, all but vanished comparatively to, to what they've been historically. So, you know, from a, from a cash perspective or a cash alternative perspective, you know, what you really have to ask yourself, if you're, if you're looking at it is what do I want this money to do, you know, and and what, what is my ultimate goal, you know, and and our ultimate goal is to have it for, as you said, Mike, flexibility and optionality to Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, if you see things that look attractive to be able to buy things. Well, the problem is, is usually when things get attractive are in, non-liquid or ugly markets like right. what we saw you know earlier in the year and in a non-liquid or ugly market non-liquid securities are not the things you want to hold right you know so it's it, it's a yeah but a that's the whole pull.
4: definition you buy them when they're cheap
5: well what i'm talking about is for your cash thing so yeah, you, oh yeah if you if you stretched yeah. out on credit quality well now you're looking at like to Mike's example, you're you're looking at a ultra short term bond fund, and you're selling it while it's down ten percent, yeah, when it was supposed to be stable value, you know. So that that can that can be a, a double edged sword at, at times. Mm-hmm.
6: But that the those minimal spreads that you're talking about, that's also what's allowed a lot of these companies to. To continue operating, you know, because they can issue debt at, you know, nothing. I think the cruise uh, companies. Just, yeah, I mean, the the interest rates are so low, um, that's what's allowing some of these companies to continue. So if if you are going out, uh, even if it's not high a high a quote unquote high yield bond fund, even if it's investment grade, and say it has a lot of triple B bonds, those triple B's in reality might be single b's a lot of them i mean you could have a lot of downgrades happen quickly um, if interest rates go up uh, because the (laughs) debt has to be rolled um, and if interest rates go up and a business if their cash flow doesn't increase
5: and interest rates are going up they're going to have problems well and and for the listener mike if a if an investment grade triple B credit gets downgraded to just a double B, which is considered junk. What happens from all those, those funds and ETFs that sellers they have to sell, they have to sell. Yep. So your spreads get, clobbered. I'd say a
4: lot of them nowadays have got a caveat in there that they can <laughs> buy double B rated because that, that's double B is the new triple B, right? I mean it's it's just uh, kind of the way it is now. right? Uh, you know, there used to be several when I started in the business. Several AAA rated big companies. Now there aren't hardly any. I don't know of
5: any. That, that makes that, to, from an education perspective, that'd be GE like GE
4: was AAA rated
5: for years. To to put this into perspective, that's the equivalent of you saying in the education system, seize the new honor roll student.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you get what I'm – and that, that's scary yeah, to think about.
2: It. It's interesting the time you started in the business, when you got in the business, that was the, the late 70s, 78 or so. Yeah. Uh, that was right around the inflection point where interest rates uh, basically were about to peak. They peaked in the early 80s. Uh, or mid-80s, was it? And then... Well, they were... When I got in, they were about to start going up. Right. So there was a rapid rise in the late 70s. Interest rates and gold prices, there was a rapid rise. And then they peaked when uh, Paul Walker raised interest rates, short-term interest rates, to 15% or something like that. Um, But since then, for the next 40 years, we've seen... A a, rally. Yes, a a, rally. A bond market rally. Right. So that was the inflection point. Now the question is, will we see another inflection point, you know, at some point where that reverses and rates start going up? Uh, And uh, I don't know when that will happen. It will happen at some point, uh, but perhaps it will only happen after we've seen even more uh, Fed injections into the economy and even more, uh, you know, even higher debt levels before that inflection point happens.
6: When that does happen, that'll be very bad for stocks.
2: It, it, yes, I, I would think so. Generally. Yes. Right. Every time the, that transition has happened, it's been bad for stocks because that's when liquidity starts tightening. And uh, depending on what causes it, so like in the late 70s, early 80s, it was inflation. And at that point, the Fed had no option but to raise interest rates. And that brought down the stock market then.
6: Right. And and from a, you know, a, a, an option standpoint, you have other options uh, right now to get any kind of yield, any kind of return on your money, it's stocks. And so that's part of the reason you've seen the valuations right. increase like they have, Right, you know, future value, present value, the future returns because of right. the discount rate.
4: Isolating the elderly is bad for their health. Who came up with this one?
5: Uh I think that was me, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So,
4: um, you know, one of the things, you know. For and me- I agree with that. I, I, I've i seen it happening. I, I don't think it's healthy for what is going on. Well, not at all. And, Be- and they've scared people to death.
5: And when you look at what you've seen in society now is, is you've seen people kind of afraid to. First off, go around their their elderly parents or grandparents, um, you know, afraid to put them into a, a nursing home when they may actually need that extra care, it's just strictly because if you put them in a nursing home, you're not, you're not going to be able to see them. That visitation is, yeah. is all but gone, um, you know, and I think what we're going to see is when we look back on this is there's going to be studies done that, um, you know, it's actually going to affect mortality. Uh, for, for elderly people, you know, we, we've seen years and years of, uh, the, the average mortality age to continue to, to trend up, uh, you know, this could be an inflection point on something like that, because, you know, when you look at what society needs, society needs relationships, society needs communication, um, you know, the ability to go out and, and speak to your neighbor. You know or your your friends and and family uh when you start to choke that out that's when psychology really starts to take hold and if 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 it's bad psychology you know that can create physical health physical and mental health problems yes
6: when well, they, they quote a couple doctors in here um and they they have done studies on this and um isolation and loneliness um, are important factors in the development and progression of dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, also, um, more susceptible to respiratory viruses. Um, also, uh, for cardiovascular disease. Um, so, they they sum it up. The people with weaker social ties are, on average, thirty percent more likely to die early or develop a cardiovascular disease. And you know we prior to the shutdown, we we've seen it with people that who when they retire, you know, there's that mental aspect that's not there anymore. It's not they're not challenged on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, And you see you see a decline physically because of that. And and the social side of that. We've seen that. But you take that it's that situation on steroids where you're, you're talking about complete isolation with, with some of these people where even family can't come in and see you know they, they in the article they talk about you know family members that are trying to FaceTime or zoom you know these people that already had early onset dementia or different things but it progresses so much faster um, when they don't have any social interaction um, and it, so it, you're starting to see just like with all these different instances that we've been talking about you know in in the economy and stocks supply chain all these things these are all the unintended or intended however you want to look at it consequences of the the shutdown you know these are all the effects that we're feeling from this and so you're always looking at, okay, these are the real life things that we're facing because of this and we're doing it to prevent this other potential outcome. Which one is greater? Not
4: minimizing either one, but. No, I, 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 I'll tell you what's greater is the, is this, is, is the perceived is is what we're doing. It's, I mean, if you if you screw the economy, and you know, to me it's much worse, mm-hmm. much worse. And yet, the liberals would cut my head off, you know, for for talking that way. Well, How could you say something like that? How could you question Doctor Fauci? Yeah,
5: you know. Well, I think the crazy thing is, is I mean, you know, would you rather be able to to see your elderly parent and? spend the last minutes with them or you know have them sit there and and slowly just fade off in isolation like that i mean hell even in prison yeah. you you get you get time with other people that's in right. prison they don't lock you up in isolation in prison you know, you you go to the cafeteria or the 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 rec yard or whatever yeah. you know it's, it's
4: that that's that's you got to do that when you were in prison didn't you <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, every once in a while. He was in isolation. Yeah. Was in isolation.
2: They put crazy people like me in
5: isolation. In isolation, yeah. <laughs> And it was miserable in isolation.
1: Well, on the other end of the spectrum, too, I read a headline today that the CDC was saying that children needed to get back in school. And that's that's a whole, you know, you've got younger people that their development is being hampered as well. hmm um, as opposed to the older people are experiencing loss of brain matter, the the children need to be stimulated too and not just intellectually but emotionally. The emotional development of school aged children is being compromised too. So when does it get to the point where the th- the cause to to that- is it? the cause is worse than the cure or the what is it, guys? Help cure me. Is,
5: the cure is worse than the disease. And, and to that point, you know, part of the liberal agenda is is in education, you've got the haves and the have-nots, and the have-nots are always a step behind, and we need to be trying to help them. You know, the whole policy with no child left behind. Well, the problem with, you know, going remote are the ones from that have socioeconomic difficulties, the have-nots.
4: They, they they may not have a computer they're or,
5: they're going to get put farther behind because of this that's right you know so it's a self defeating agenda at that point
1: are we about ready to wrap it up this week guys it's been a, a lively half hour with um you know you all it used to be that we'd light this place on fire with political opinions and <laughs> I think we're all just getting to the point of being weary with all of it. I think Um, everybody
6: is. It it really, it's,
1: um, we got to get that fire going again without consequences, I guess. Just educate, guide, and empower. It's what we'd like to do for our customers, (laughs) clients. Um, If you'd like to hear more episodes of the Tom Dupree Show, you can find the link on the Dupree Financial website. Um, We got backlogged a little bit during the coronavirus, but there are some episodes posted now. So if you want to listen back, um, and there are also other educational offerings on the website. We really appreciate you listening. If you'd like to come see us, our phone number is 859-233-0400. We are available for meetings and also online for Zoom calls if you so prefer. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Stay healthy, happy, and safe. This summer. You guys ready for staycation?
0: Think you're not going anywhere? Wrong. Yeah, no. The world is calling California, Seattle, Texas, Texas New, New York, Chicago, Chicago China, China, wrong. Mexico. Mexico. And we'll take you there at the top end, 30 minutes past the hour. So many shootings. The violence.
4: Without our police. Reopening the economy. Cases
0: continue to spike. Kids back to school. Yeah, hopefully a vaccine. On air, online, 24 7. Your free round trip ticket. The world is changing. Is News Radio 630 WLAP.
4: We live in uncertain times. It is not uncommon for investors to be fearful about the equity markets and what they may or may not do. At Dupree Financial Group, we are here to act as a sounding board for our clients and prospects as they seek to develop understanding of how to proceed with their investments. Since we are in uncharted waters, our efforts are to educate, guide, and empower our clients. Despite the unique nature of today's investment climate, there are parallels with past markets that can be drawn. We can share some of these ideas with you. For a free analysis of your retirement investment accounts, call Pre Financial Group at 859 233 And be sure to listen to The Tom Depree Show, Saturdays from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's depre Financial Group at 859 233